And Putt Putt is live. Uh, my ball is stuck. I hate it when my ball gets stuck. How your ball gets stuck. There you go. I'm never going to get on the top level. I'm winning. I'm going to win. Can I mulligan? Boing. Is that a thing? Boing. I'm, yeah. Okay. Just off the edge. Oh my where's god, the, and it reset the me hole? where it was. There's the hole. Okay, okay. Man, you guys, I've been in the hole for so long. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there, stewing? <laughs> just waiting. I am just going to try and get the highest score possible. That is, that my is goal. not how golf works. Well, that's how this golf is going to work. Lester, we're tied. <sighs> where? How do I start the next hole? I'm such a freaking boomer. You we had this conversation have, last time. We have to wait, wait until Heather. We have to wait. Oh, until, so we're all just hanging out in the yeah. hole together? That's a big yeah. hole. It's just a little sausage party. <laughs> <laughs> not off the thing, not off the th Oh, no. There I went. Who's using that stupid power-up nonsense on us? It was not me this time. It wasn't me. I haven't gotten any power-ups. I've got three, but I don't know what any of them do. I so. have not gotten any power-ups either. Two under par that time. Dang, Nate. Oh, you're so fancy, Nate. I am. Me, I'm good at this imaginary golf game. <laughs> that was Nate. <laughs> you know what, Dennis? Heather, are you satisfied with your 11? I could have done more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more and then we start. No, let's start. We can start if you guys want. I was going to try and give, you know, some of you a chance to redeem yourselves. Yeah, I really like putt-putt. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Lester wants to do instead of record. We could just we could pivot this whole podcast to being like a putt putt. Let's play. We haven't play. made a this is what the podcast is now joke in a while, so it's about time. Welcome to Nameless Monsters, where welcome to Nameless Putt Putt. <laughs> Nameless Monsters, where we give each other fart balls. Home of the fart balls. What? What? I can't believe Heather made a dirty joke. I mean, that was that was a barely a dirty joke. It was toilet humor? It was toilet humor. Welcome, everyone, to session 12. No. 13. 13. 13. 13? <laughs> My God. Lucky number 13 of Nameless Monsters. We are an actual play podcast. We play Monster of the Week. And I am Nate. I use he, him pronouns. And I am the Keeper, which is kind of like the Dungeon Master. And with me today, I have Dennis. Hi, I'm Dennis. I play Brad the Mundane. Uh, we both use he, him, and my voice is not usually this low, <laughs> but I'm sick. <laughs> and Heather. Hi, I'm Heather. I play Max the Professional. We're both she, her. And finally, Lester. I'm Lester. I play Morris he, him pronouns. <laughs> that is the most robot Lester. <laughs> the return Lester. of Lester Robot. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Z's back. <laughs> uh, oh god. Who who wants to recap? Morris shot a bunch of leeches and it was so fucking cool. 
And then Mags and Brad also did things. Yeah, what'd you do, Brad? So Brad acquired a very important quest item from a naked mole rat cassowary <laughs> um, that he accidentally tamed and is now riding through the swamp. You have a not chocobo. <laughs> you have store brand chocobo. An ostrich, in other words. Right. Yeah, like generic. It's a wish chocobo. <laughs> chocobo from wish. Yes, yes. <laughs> I found a bunch of tall, naked birds and pretended to be dead so they would try to feast on my on my decaying flesh. And then I stole the feather uh, from atop the head of the leader of the aforementioned naked mole rat birds. And I used a luck point, and so I accidentally tamed that swamp bird, and now I am riding it through the swamp looking for Mags and Morris. I realized, honestly, just this week, that I had turned this into like a fantasy adventure. My my head is still stuck on the chocobo thing, and in my head, when you said the classic <laughs> fantasy adventure, my immediate thought was just like, yeah, like Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a sword. So last time, Mags did things too. Mostly murder. <gasps> yeah, yes, she killed accidental, a man. Accidental. She found herself in a wooden cage suspended above the ground, and she broke the cage. And fell on the ground and yeah killed a man trying to get out and she ran away i think we decided that he wasn't dead oh yes she mortally injured a man <laughs> <laughs> he is probably eventually gonna yeah, die he probably will not survive <laughs> he's going to get gangrene swamp. and perish that kind of makes it worse doesn't it it's like yeah it really does well no i mean for mags because it's like nate set yep. up the hard choice of like save yourself or <laughs> save this man's life and she booked it yep Yep. <laughs> Unpack that later. I feel a little bad about that, but to be fair, I mean, people are going to get killed in this. Yeah. It's the nature of the game. I don't think it's... We're good. Yeah. And who is he? Some random Roman guy in a swamp? Psh. Yeah. We don't care about him. Poor imaginary guy. Hmm. Who wants to go first? I put my finger on my nose as if you guys could actually see me do it. <laughs> Weren't some of us getting reunited at the end? Or am mm -mm. I imagining that? That was just my optimism. Wishful thinking. No, yeah. you you were um, running away and I was looking for you guys and Morris got kidnapped. Yeah, Morris's summary was pretty brief, but he did. He chopped up a bunch of leashes and cast some magic and then got got by a, a man with an alligator gar coming out of his neck. So we're going to pick up with Morris, with the Minigar. So it has big beefy man arms. Right? Yes. The big beefy ar man arms are surrounding you. Gently. And Tenderly. now I'm imagining it looking like the dude from Homestar Runner. <laughs> the angry Tro one. Tro Trogdor? Trogdor. <laughs> With the big beefy arm. Yeah, the one big huge arm. Well, he's got two, but yes. Um, it's a little more blubberous than that. Is that even a word? Blubbery? Bodacious. Blubbery, yeah. Voluptuous. Voluptuous. Yeah. <laughs> yes, just like that. So you feel one of these huge fatty arms surrounding you, and <laughs> you feel yourself moving, but you can't see anything because there's a bag over your head. Oh, it put a bag over my head. It is a damp, fishy, rotty... Oh, God smelling bag none of this sounds good mm -mm. that also smells like decomposing plant matter it's unpleasant it's wet 
fishy smelling and smells like rotten trash. Yeah, yeah, it's all those things combined. Mm. Like you catch hints of one and Gross. hints of the other. It's like he got stuck in the dumpster of a sushi restaurant. <laughs> it's a very refined thing. Refined. Smell. It's got layers. It's That's complex. definitely the word I yeah. would use. Yeah, it's mm. got layers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should I roll to like keep myself from throwing up? Because that just sounds like an awful smell. Well, I was going to ask you, what do you want to do next? I mean, if you think that you would like to roll... To see if you puke, be my guest. Or you could, if you really think you would puke, you can just say you puked, but however you want it's to do it. It's not going to help the smell. Well, but then the smell will be covered up with like his puke smell. At Lester's request, we will act under pressure. I never finished the request. I'm still thinking about the request. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, wait. It's a fish. How delicate is fish skin? Because I'm going to throw out some stomach acid, and stomach acid's pretty acidic. It's not fish skin. It's man skin. Or... Skin? <laughs> skin skin. It feels like it's got algae all over it. We should probably put, like, at the beginning, like, you know, vomiting warning, because we're talking a lot about vomit right now. And a lot of people don't love that. If it's covered in, like, scum or whatever, throwing up on it is going to mess up the balance of its skin scum. Lester. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i come up with a lot of good ideas and nate's just like no that's dumb that is not a reasonable idea i didn't say reasonable i said great but it's, it's not great nor is it even remotely reasonable like it there it's got layers just like the fucking bag smell wow all right act under pressure I got a, I got a seven. All right. <laughs> this is stupid. I shouldn't make you roll for this. This is dumb. No, it's too late now. We gotta we gotta commit. A mixed success. Okay, so you do throw up, but you don't. Fortunately, don't throw up into the hood and get it everywhere. You throw up and just throw up into your mouth and you swallow it back down Ugh. because you don't want it to get into the, the face sack. Oh, uh, yeah, you could drown in that. Into the face sack so you can taste okay, it. Okay, can we move on from this? Heather's going to cut all of this. She's, she's going to listen back to it and she's just going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with Nate and Lester? That's fine if you do. I honestly would not be sad. I think you should keep in our argument about how I always make great ideas and yes. Nate shoots them down. Yes, 100%. Yes. That will stay in. That's important for the union. It is. We need this proof, this cold hard proof that Nate is a domineering, unreasonable, un unnegotiable tyrant. Mm, mm. Are you guys done? Do you want me to go back and go through all of the episodes, comb through them, and count out how many of y'all's crazy <laughs> ideas I allow in this game? Literally, in the episode that I'm editing right now, Lester says, Nate, you have to stop letting us get away with stupid things. <laughs> <laughs> I rest my case. I, I don't stand by that. Lester, I hate to do this, but last session he did let me fake a heart attack in front of a bunch of birds. Oh my god, I forgot he did that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. 
to focus. <laughs> bringing it back. Okay. Okay. I'm being kidnapped. Yes, bringing it back. Can I read a bad situation if I'm being kidnapped? Yes, obviously. Yeah, I can. absolutely. I'm going to read a bad situation. Please read me that bad situation. I got an eight. You got an eight, so you hold one. What's my best way out? Hmm. You think that because this guy's arms and torso are so kind of slimy with algae, that you could probably worm your way free if he weren't, like, maybe paying attention or something, or you got lucky, or if you were really fast about it. Yeah. All right. What do I have? So remember, you get plus one forward. Like, if you use the knowledge that I gave you, you get plus one forward. Plus one ongoing, actually, I believe, while acting on the information. I still have the crystal leg, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I forgot about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a smooth kind of crystal or a porous kind of crystal? Would you have made your... Well, you didn't really do that to yourself, per se. No, but I think Morris, like, explicitly goes for, like, cooler-looking crystals. And those are generally right. the smoother-looking crystals. Not those lame-looking, porous crystals. Like, you're not, you're not casting magic with, like, pumice stones. Here comes the hate mail from the, uh... The pumice stone community. <laughs> if I tried to stab it with something sharp that I have in my pocket, would that... Would I have to roll kick some ass? Like, would that count as a... Well, no, not necessarily. It could be act under pressure, because you're trying to get a very specific result from it. Yeah, well, it would be a roll either way, right? It would be a roll either way, and also it would be a roll at disadvantage. But I'm acting on the information from read a bad situation. Right, so you get a plus one. Okay, roll three dice, take the two lower. Yeah, if that's what you're doing. I can't think of any other way to distract it being trapped in its arms. Because I don't think Morris can throw his voice. I guess I could cap. Okay, so Morris is going to use his crystal leg as a focus to make his body burst into like spiky crystal protrusions to make the like the Minagar be like, ooh, and then drop him. <laughs> ooh, woo. Like, ooh, ooh, I can't eat this person anymore. They're rock. Eating rocks is bad for my gar teeth. I don't know why you think it wants to eat you. I mean, it hasn't tried to eat you yet. What the fuck else are you supposed to think when a big monster guy kidnaps you? <laughs> that he's like just gonna whine and dine you? <laughs> he's. You know, I'm not. I'm not real sure. If he wants to whine and dine, Morris, you know, we can talk about it. But. But Deputy Tony. Morris. It's suddenly you feel yourself being sat down and your hood is pulled <laughs> off and you're at candle a lit. wooden table and there's a candle lit in the middle and there's two plates of spaghetti with meatballs. And you start eating it and it's just one really long piece of spaghetti. That's Amore playing in the back, you know. Two of those Roman guys come out, one of them has an accordion. Well, fuck. So... I rolled snake eyes and a two. Oh my god. Wow. With my plus two weird and my plus one ongoing, I have a five. Oh, Morris. Oh, Morris. You do have luck. I do have luck. What happens when I get max luck? I'm doomed. Very bad things. All the time. Uh, I've already used two luck. So I would be 
three-sevenths of the way to doomed. And that's almost 50% doomed. Yeah, this is a real glass-half-empty view you're taking of things. That's true. That's true. I think, and I'm not saying you should use luck. We can see what happens. But the last time you tried to do something crystally with your body, your leg became crystal. So it says you get a glitch on a 7 to 9, but it doesn't say what happens when you fuck up real bad. Yeah. Is that just up to your discretion? It says so in my section of the book. My section says, The hunter loses control of the magic and anything can happen. Oh, but I do like that anything can happen because I feel like that could be fun. Heather, you're responsible. Mm-hmm. If this was Mags, would you let the potential fun of anything can happen? No, no, no. This is a luck? Lester special. No, you got to decide this. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to decide how how likely you think it is that Nate will kill Morris. <laughs> a luck point because i like (laughs) all right i do like it when you like make bad things happen to morris but i think you are eventually just going to kill morris if i keep being like yeah let bad things happen to him (laughs) use magic is very dangerous i will say it can go crazy (laughs) all right cool why don't you just take the narrative reins here then and tell me what your body does to escape this guy's grip you know sea urchins and what they look like oh yeah i think there's a bright flash of pink glittery light and where morris once was there is a giant spiky lapis lazuli sea urchin that's like poking into the guy nice hell yeah i assume the minigar is like ah yeah he lets out a hiss like like an alligator hiss. Do you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. All right. It drops Morris. And then since Morris is sea urchin shaped and sea urchins are vaguely spherical, can he like roll away a little bit before going back to being Morris? Yeah, sure. Sea urchins can move. I don't know how they move, though. Because their spines are, like, at the base are articulated because the inside is soft. So they can move their spines to, like, sort of wave crawl across the ocean floor with their spines. Yes! I'm going to wave crawl as the okay, sea urchin. Yeah, I think that you can definitely do that. You had you used a luck point. I like to envision, like, some of the bits of crystal shooting off of you break a little bit. Some of it, like, yeah. breaks off in him and then breaks off in the ground and... Like, you leave, like, this small trail of crystals. I leave a trail. And as, oh, yes. that's it. As you do, that's where the crystals go, as they shed from your body. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, and it just cool. leaves, like, a bunch of spikes Yeah, 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 and it just, like, leaves a bunch of Until spikes eventually... and, like, bits of flakes of crystal and stuff. Until eventually Morris is running out of it like a like he's jumping out of a mech suit or something. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Hell yes. That's great. Talk about a yes and. That was awesome, you guys. It was totally worth the 20 minutes I spent being like, hmm, should I let Morris die? Or should it was I a use great a moment. point? So, Morris, <laughs> you you come out of this and are, are you running or do you do like a cool pose or like? Oh, I think he like rolls out of it into a sprint. Like just the smoothest most dexterous yeah he just begins running 
And behind you, you hear that I, it's not guttural. It's a hollow, large, deep hiss comes from behind you. And you hear feet slapping on the mud. And ahead of you, you see a cabin. It looks like a cabin in the middle of the swamp. There is a fire with like a giant iron cook pot underneath it. And you can't see inside. It looks fairly large. Several rooms, probably. Are you running towards the house or are you going to not run towards the house? Oh, oh, yeah. Regardless, I'm running towards the house. Right. I'm trying to decide if Morris would hold okay, up in the so, house. Morris, you get to the house and you see that it is like you thought it was closer than it was. But also distance seems kind of weird here anyway. But you get to it and it is like an upscaled house. So it's bigger than it normal house. It is bigger than normal and... You see, like, muddy footprints everywhere and, you know, a lot of traffic. This is the fish you think man's that house. that is possible. He could certainly fit through that door. It is very large. I was gonna try and... Well, he's got plus one tough. So in my head, I was thinking the athletic thing to do would be to, like, scale part of the house to get onto the roof. Because since the monster is quite large, it'll be much harder for it to scale the side of the house. Because sure, of sure. gravity and shit. And then I can shoot it, maybe. Or at least do, like, smoke signals so that Mags and <laughs> Brad will come save me. I mean, that would be an act under pressure roll. Damn. That's only zero. I better get to the roof since I rolled, like, three snake eyes. Do it. I got a 10, bitch. Damn. Double fives. Is there a fancy name for double fives? (laughs) (laughs) You absolutely climb onto the roof very adeptly. I make it look easy as fuck. Do like a little running jump and then I You do a running jump and then you land one foot on like a group of barrels that are stacked on the side of the house. And then another to reach the next barrel, another one. And then you use that to get part of your torso up onto the up onto the roof, and then you pull yourself the rest of the way up. <laughs> Did I do it so cool that I could that I could fit a backflip in there? Or is it like, you know, not that <laughs> Don't fancy. get greedy. Don't get greedy. <laughs> All right, all right. I'm on the roof. That's what matters. (laughs) (laughs) I like it when I don't have to answer you. It very much amuses me. (laughs) And with that, you see this giant of a man fish thing running towards the house. And you look around the roof and it's like slanted. It's a peaked roof. And you're sliding a bit on stuff, but you manage to get up to the very top and you see like there's a chimney and you see on the other side of the roof, there's a ladder and you realize that somebody had to build this house out here. 
and that's where we're gonna cut to brad <laughs> all right brad i think in universe brad has been sort of making up songs about him and his swamp bird going through the twilight swamp for the last hour and has sung himself hoarse which is why he's going to sound like this um (laughs) very nice very nice i think he also has in very brad fashion i think that he has like where they tore his shirt i think he's taken his shirt off and torn it and shredded it and fashioned it into like a bridal harness and reins for his swamp bird and so we have brad on his naked bird shirtless glistening in the twilight and the effect is ruined only slightly by the dozens and dozens of mosquito bites that are coming up oh. on skin. Oh. Oh. oh that makes me itchy <laughs> Brad has minus one ongoing. Yeah, and it's the ones that, like, they, they turn into, like, the welts. Like, they're the big red ones. Oh, I hate those. Yeah, right. Oh. So, Brad, I think you're going to take minus one ongoing to, like, anything that requires an insane amount of concentration. Oh, no, I just shot myself in the in the foot. No, that was a joke, Nate. That was a joke. Remember how we talked about how you shouldn't take our stupid ideas into yeah, consideration? Yeah, you can't listen to Lester. Yeah, I'm a maniac. So, about that minus one... I'm a menace to society. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Brad, had you rolled for your next location? I have not, no. Okay. That's what I need you to do. I need you to roll a D8. That's a six. Okay. So you're traveling through the swamp and you see like some kind of like slanted rectangular thing out in the middle of the swamp and it's probably about seven or eight feet high he would say it's got all sorts of like algae and moss and stuff on it but it is absolutely rectangular and listing slightly to the side okay it's like an obelisk it's like an obelisk can i tell what it's made out of well all you see is like moss and shit growing all over it out from the the vines and all the stuff, you do see like a slight glow emanating. How about that? How about that? Is that something that you want? About, I mean, well, listen, hey, you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to be that way about it. <laughs> Look, buddy, I could tell when you were disappointed no, with your hey, answers. Hey, <laughs> hey, I've got my feather. Yeah, so that's that is what you find. Okay, so I'm riding up on uh, Carol. Carol Spinney was the original voice of Big Bird, which is why I chose Carol. Perfect. So, riding up on Carol, singing a song about Brad and the swamp. What is that? Is it in the water? Like, can I get to it without the bird? It's like an island, almost, in the middle of the swamp. You'll have to, like, walk through some water oh, okay. to get to it. Well, I'm taking it. the bird then. But it's, like, on solid land, but it's, there seems to be, like, swampy water all around it. It's in, like, a clearing, almost. It's like the Master Sword. Oh, my goodness. The sun shining down on it. The quest continues. Come on, girl. Let's go, Carol. And I urge her into the water towards my destiny. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you get up to it and you hear a slight electrical buzzing, but like the sound of electronics, basically. And the light, the light calls to you. Once I get up to it, I'm going to sort of like make a single pass around it first and just kind of like look and see if there's anything obvious that I can see. And if I don't see anything, I'm going to start pulling away 
some of the moss and things like that where some of the lights are and get a look at it. You rip away a bit of moss and roots and stuff around where some of the light is, and you see gleaming in front of you the diagram and lit up background of a Coca-Cola vending machine. Like a modern one, though? Yes. (laughs) I fish out a dollar. You pull away more of it, and it's just a vending machine that's out here in the swamp. It seems to somehow have power. You're not really sure what the deal with that is. What? Perhaps it was battery powered or something. You don't know. You pull out some money. Yeah, I'm going to... Does it have any water in it? I want an ice cold Dasani, Nate. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Is that Dasani, Diet Coke, Coke? We are not sponsored by these people. We're just from the South. Coca-Cola is the only company down here. Anyway, yeah, it's got all Coca-Cola products. Yeah, you, you stick in a dollar. Sure. And it spits out a bottle of Dasani. I drink it. It's delicious. And then I pour some of it dramatically over my head, and then I pour some into the palm of my hand and offer it to Carol. Oh. <laughs> See, this is where I'm trying to balance Dennis's brain and Brad's brain in this situation. Because <laughs> part of me thinks that Brad's just like, oh, that was really lucky, and then he's going to hop back on the bird and keep moving. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> might i also argue that he would get drinks for everybody that's very true <laughs> that's very true yeah i think he's gonna do that oh i got an idea i'm gonna pull out my wallet and pull out one of my credit cards and see if the chip scanner works i'm gonna say no because it can't get signal here okay that's what i was trying to figure out i do go ahead and buy some more drinks for when i find mags and morris and since i don't have any like a bag or anything, I'm going to, I think I'm going to tear the bottom parts of my pants off and like create a, a sling of, of sorts, like time together and create like a, a crossbody sling that I can put these drinks in. He's going full Tom Hanks from Castaway after like an hour in wow, the dude. swamp. Listen, sometimes when in Rome, <laughs> right? Truly incredible. And then I'm going to try to find the cord to this thing. I'm going to try to, because you said it's partially buried, right? So I'm going to start digging at one of the corners and see if I can find a power yeah, cord. Yeah, it's like off kilter. Yeah, I'm going to try to find a power cord and see if I can figure out what this thing's plugged into out in here in the middle of this twilight hell. Sure. So uh, why don't you roll investigate a mystery? Sure. I don't know why I keep doing this to myself. This is certainly a mystery. Yeah. It certainly applies, and you are investigating it. Oh, oh my goodness. That's a 10. Uh-huh. It's a six and a four. Tell me all your secrets. Two questions. Oh, I have to ask questions. This game sucks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This game's great. We love you, Evil Hat. Okay, we can stop no, no, playing. No. <laughs> don't. Don't. Okay. Investigate a mystery. Let's see. What happened here? Like, how did this thing get here? In a moment of strange clarity, <laughs> you think about the fact that you stumbled in here mm-hmm. from the edge of somewhere where this obviously is not. You suspect some kind of magic. Does Brad play games or like Brad is a millennial? Dungeons yes, and Dragons. He plays, he's very familiar. I don't know if he plays Dungeons and Dragons, but he's very familiar with like fantasy tropes and okay, a pocket plane. Okay, gotcha. Some kind of alternate universe. So that's what you think this is, and if it can be accessed from Triple Springs, the likelihood is that it can be accessed from anywhere. 
provided you know the magic. Hmm. Okay. Wizards! <laughs> and then I guess question two is a classic. What is being concealed here? I'm going to pull something from our dear friend Ray over at Two Taller Creature Feature. And I'm going to ask you what thing exactly you are asking about. Are you asking what is being concealed here when it comes to how this machine is getting power? Or what is being concealed here in terms of something else? I think that Brad might think that there's some kind of secret to this thing, like a secret panel or a, a like a hidden door under it or something like that. Like, why else would it be here like this with electricity in the middle of this swamp, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that help? Does that answer your question? Yes, yes. That answers my question about what exactly you're okay. asking about. And I think that you find, like, a panel on the back that comes off. And it comes off, and there's just a huge-ass battery in there. I'm taking that battery. Oh, he's disabling the machine. It powers down, sadly. I mean, sadly. Don't make us feel things about this machine. <laughs> it's a brave little toaster situation. Hey, no. That. Now, listen here. That is off-limits. It's not like I murdered a man. Hey! Okay, so now I've got, I've got my feather, I've got my battery. <laughs> I guess I get back on Carol, and I continue looking for Morrison Mags. Hell yeah. Hey everyone, Nate here, and again, I have the wonderful Lester as well. What up? I was going to say, say hi, Lester, but you know, you got there before I'm me. I'm too quick on right. the draw. Way too quick on the draw. I am sick and exhausted, so everything is faster than me at the moment. Let's be honest, though, you're faster than me pretty much all the time. So, <laughs> so... Thanks for listening, everyone. We have a couple of announcements. The first one is if you want a sticker, you can go and, and leave us a rating or a review on the podcatcher of your choice. Then get in touch with us over the Discord, which is the actual place Discord. Uh, the link is going to be down in the show notes. Stickers. Stickers. Yes. And then get in touch with us over... Uh, email or Twitter or on the actual place discord and we will mail you at no cost to yourself a lovely nameless monster sticker and you can support the show by showing it off to all your friends and getting them to watch or listen as it were it's all the same the ears are the eyes of the sides of your head yeah sure Nate I have a good bit are you ready okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm ready hit me Nate do you like MMOs Actually, yes, I do quite a bit. You know what I think MMOs are missing? I mean, other than... That's right, Nate! Death! De death? Like like in EverQuest when you die and you have to no, go and find your body? No, when you die in the game, you die in real life. Except there's another game on top of that. Oh, that sounds... Uh, <laughs> exhilarating and scary. And uh, I'm not sure that I really want to die, you know, because of a game. Well, lucky for you, Nate, it's all fictional. If you want to hear about people in an MMO dying in real life, except it's not real life because it's a game, 
Listen to Ballad of the Seven Dice. Escape. Es- I gotta say the word escaping good. Escaping Carcosa. Everybody loves death. Well, that is a ringing endorsement, if I do say so myself. <laughs> Check. Seriously, though, check this campaign out it is super super cool y'all this is a player from carcosa online please you have to help we are dying here people are dying what the hell is this game hello we here at ballad of the seven dice are sorry for that interruption in your podcast listening That audio clip was from a confused player from our new campaign, Escaping Carcosa, which can be found on the Ballad of the Seven Dices podcast feed. Please let us out! They are eating us! They are eating us! The story follows two groups. One is a group of investigators trying to free the trapped players using Call of Cthulhu 7E. The other is a Pathfinder 2E group that is trapped inside Carcosa Online. You can also find a visual novel version of our show on our YouTube, and we also have live airings of our episodes every second Saturday at 4 p.m. CST. Tell my family I love them. Tell them I... (laughs) We hope to see you there. And remember, Nostradamus Corporation cares. And one last tiny thing. Well, not so tiny. We're going to be participating in a TTRPG takeover on the Good Pods app, and we could really use your help there. On March 28th and 29th, we want to flood the app with listens of indie TTRPG podcasts. So you can help us out by signing up on Good Pods, following and listening to us there, and leaving a review as well as some comments or questions so that we can interact with you on there. We'll have a link to Good Pods in the show notes. Mags. Yo. You have a large mud cave in front of you that is sitting in like the middle of a ton of water. I have a very important question to ask. Before we... I have a very important answer. We have talked a lot about, by we, I mean you and I, at various points throughout this recording, that Mags needed to refill, and I intended to refill my first aid kit. Yes. Can we say that I have done that? I believe that you did. Didn't you go to the greg store and buy first aid stuff (laughs) i mean we talked about it we never like did a scene about it if i recall you did that okay so i just wanted to make sure yeah i'm not gonna fuck you on this okay well i i you're a responsible adult you filled up your fucking first aid kit okay mags is going to go stand next to the entrance of the cave and kind of listen for a minute and see if she can get a read if there's anything in there yeah, sure. Why don't you roll read a bad situation? You oh, first, hold on to that roll for one. Second. Okay. As you like trudge closer to the cave, you're you're in the water, right? I mean, yeah. In the murky swamp water. Yeah, I'm in it. You feel lots of little 
things like bumping up against you. Ugh. They're like all over the place. Ew, no. No, 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 no. Is there any place near me that's land or is it just I mean, you're in the middle of the water. You you said you were going towards the cave, right? But what I'm saying is I want to get these things away from me and to be away from them. I say it's about 15 feet before you start really feeling them. Ew. Land is 15 feet away. Well, I will like reach down with the stock of my gun and like stir the water around me to agitate it and kind of book it toward the cave. I mean, you still feel them and you can feel them like butt up against the stock of your gun as well. Not really hard. They're like light bumps. Is it like little fishes nibbling? It would be like walking through a bunch of cranberries, kind of. Except they're not all floating at the top. Not like the water is only cranberries, but there's a significant number of them. And that's what it would feel like. Okay, getting the creeps. Moving, moving faster toward the cave. Okay, you still feel them. Oh, The water is too muddy to really be able to see much, but you see the occasional, like, splash at the top of the water, like there's something, like, breaking the top of the water a little bit. Okay. Everywhere. I mean, it's all over you, too. Okay. Okay. Is there, like, are they getting denser? Is there more of whatever this is as I approach the cave? No, no. It's about equal everywhere. And as you get closer to the cave, you hear it is... It's so loud, and it's like the cave is acting like a megaphone. And you hear as if thousands of frogs were croaking. Oh, no. It would be like a massive swarm of frogs, but it's all coming out the mouth of that mud, large mud cave. Oh, man. Uh, And as you, like, lift your hand up, you see in it are, like, some tadpoles that have come up with your hand. And you're just in okay. the water, filled with tadpoles. Mm. Nope. 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 Uh, is there any other place I can go? Why don't you roll read a bad situation? Do you want me to use the roll that I rolled? Yes. Previous for read a bad situation? Yes. That was an 11. Uh, great. Hold three. What's my best way out? The closest way out, as I said, is the cave. That's what you're closest to. Yes, but that's not necessarily my best way. Probably back the way you came is Ugh. the closest other than the cave. What's the biggest threat? Honestly, you don't really see anything terribly threatening. It's just some tadpoles. None of them are like giant tadpoles or anything weird. They're just tadpoles, and they're all around you, so there's probably frogs. You would assume in the cave where all the frog sounds are coming from. Adopt them. Other than that, drowning. That's a big threat. So what is what is Mags do? I'm going to hold my last question and I am going to high step my way into the cave. Okay. A couple of tadpoles fall off you back into the water and it looks like when you get up there at some point it is dark but you see enough from the ambient light that it goes like into the earth goes into like the mud and the muck and like goes under it it seems like a burrow yeah like a burrow and i don't see anything as i immediately enter this cave you see a couple frogs they're like hopping out some of them are leaving some of them are entering 
No, no great sense of urgency from the frogs. No, they're just hopping along. Uh, I'm going to take a minute, and I would like to address these wounds that I have. That are now covered in swamp water? Yep. I want to clean that out. Ooh, probably a smart move. Yeah. Although possibly too late. (laughs) Who knows? It's never too late for cleanliness. The monster in the next arc is going to be dysentery. (laughs) (laughs) Can I roll for medic? Yeah, absolutely. And that is a 12. Well, well, I don't stabilize, but I heal too. Why don't you describe to me what it looks like? So one of the things that I bought, given given the uh, encounters that we have been having and the locations in which we have been having them, a lot of what Mags purchased was like saline for flushing out wounds and alcohol for, you know, sterilizing things out in the woods. So she just basically pulls out that saline bottle and just empties all of it into, I think her leg got shot or speared rather. So that's, that's where she's focusing. Cut her pants away from the hole so she doesn't have the wet swamp water dripping into the wound. Yeah, yeah. Ew. I love it. She'll tape it up with probably just duct tape. I can't imagine that they're going to have, like, contemporary medical supplies at Greg's pharmacy. So I imagine she just got duct tape, electrical tape, something like that. Sure, they have duct tape. And tapes down the gauze. The sound of frogs is almost deafening, but oddly comforting. To know you're not alone in this horrible place. Oof. I know that there is a group of people probably angry and about to follow me. I know that the Minigar is out here somewhere and I don't trust it. Don't like it. And I know the boys are lost. Without you, most certainly. (laughs) Morally and... Physically. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Brad's a a saint. (laughs) Max is going to think about her her classes that she took in like wilderness training stuff. (laughs) And she is going to use her last hold to ask what's the best way to protect the victims? The victims being the boys. How how can I What's the best way to figure out how to navigate this place or to draw them to me? It's difficult to answer this question because... No, I understand. I don't know of a reasonable way how you would locate your friends other than magic. I mean, I guess that's the answer. Sure. Yeah. So your best way to protect the victims... You have no tools at your disposal for this. Yeah. You have no... Wait. Didn't you guys grab walkie-talkies? Yeah, we did. <laughs> did we? I was just thinking. It would have been good if we'd bought walkie-talkies. I honestly assumed we were out of range. I mean, some walkie-talkies have very long range. Okay. But that doesn't matter, because... Mags is getting out her binder and I'm going to flip to the page that says 
observe another place or time. And in the walls of this mud cave, uh, I'm going to scoop up some wet mud from the bottom, like wincing because my hands were clean because I just cleaned up that wound and now they're filthy again. But that's fine. It's what is. So I scoop up a big handful of nasty frog mud and I start painting these symbols on the wall around me. And once I once I finish copying these symbols on the wall, I will try and locate rolling to see Brad. Sweet. Why don't you roll to use magic? Okay. Do I get a plus one because I'm acting on my read about situation? Yeah. Dope. Here we go. Uh, you also get an additional plus one. Oh, do I? Yep. Because as you are preparing this ritual, the buzzing of the frogs in the background create like a... It's almost like a mantra. Like it focuses your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like amplifying. Yeah. So the croaking of the frogs like calms your mind and your weirdly able to like use it to disassociate and actually send your consciousness you know to brad well that is awesome because i have a plus zero but plus one plus one and the six on the dice that i rolled gives me an eight (laughs) all right choose a glitch Uh, i'm gonna let you choose i either take one harm ignore armor or there's a problematic side effect. I'll, I'll explain the side effect afterwards. Okay. What do you do? Are you like casting your consciousness? I think that's what it is. I think... On a quest for Brad? I think it's like Morris's astral projection almost. But it's just... Like it's just my mind. I establish a connection with Brad somehow. You project. And from... Almost a bird's eye view, you see yourself moving in a direction in the swamp. And you know, you know the direction to go. You know it. In your mind, in your soul, you know the direction. And it winds its way. Uh, you, You realize it could have gone in a straight line, but it's not. It's like winding its way through the swamp until it gets to Brad riding a giant hairless bird that looks mean as fuck (laughs) and he's got no shirt on and his pants cut and strapped across his chest (laughs) with like shit being held in there (laughs) he's got a stick he's carrying i've got a what sword on his back there we go sword no no i I just sticks are useful in the swamp for testing the water that's fair brad you hear a echoing croak off in the distance as if a thousand thousand frogs in one cacophonous croak croaking at you from a great distance your head turns and looks and there's nothing there and then mags your vision snaps back oh well that's great and i'll make a note which direction i need to go do I have a sense that 
the frogs helped me. You are conscious that it was something that let you like more easily slip into a trance to project your consciousness. I'll rifle through my bag and... As you rifle through your bag, you look at your hands and they're like webbed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Uh, Okay. And your fingers are a little bit longer, not like freakishly so. Sure. They've got little pods on the end of them. Like my finger pads are... The tips are a little more bulbous. Yeah, yeah. But not freakishly so. No, no. But noticeably. Sure. I put my hand back up to the wall. Are, are they sticky? No. Oh. It's, but it's like human skin. I mean, it's human webbed. Ew. They Ew. don't look like frog skin or th- anything like that. It looks like human skin. It's real weird. I would prefer the frog skin. Yikes. Well, I will worry about that later. And then I go back to my bag and I have a bag of Alberto turkey jerky in there that's, you know, left over from the road trip. Yeah. And I'll pull it out and kind of like crumble it up and strew it about for the frogs in appreciation. Oh, sweet. Yeah. A couple of frogs come up and grab it. Thanks, guys. With their tongues and then hop off. I hope turkey's okay for frogs. You take a step and your shoes don't feel like they fit as well. Oh, no. It's not, like, unbearable. Hands and feet. Frogified. Okay. Well, let's go find Brad. Mags, you have a sense. You can remember the path that your spirit took. Yeah. Brad. Yeah. Do you keep walking? Oh. <sighs> After you hear the croaking. I think I want to head that direction. I think I want to head towards the croaking. That's quest number three. You hear it no longer. Quest number three. But you can definitely go towards it. So you ride around a bend and spy Mags directly ahead of you. But she's stopped. And it looks like she's staring at something that you can't see at the moment. You and Carol get closer and you see a small hut, a little shack with gnarled wooden walls, a small stoop with a rocking chair, and dozens and dozens of ornaments or charms hanging from the eaves of this little cabin. As you and your trusty steed squelch through the mud... Mags's head whips around as she reflexively reaches for her gun, ready to murder anybody she sees. Hey! But fortunately, she recognizes you. A smile spreads across her face, and she breaks out in a run towards you. everyone this is me thanks for joining us for this episode of nameless monsters you can follow us on twitter at namelessmon underscore pod and reach us by email at namelessmonsterspodcast at gmail.com monster of the week was created by michael sands and published by evil hat productions if you like the show please rate and review us on a podcasting platform of your choice and let your friends know you loved the show we really appreciate the help 
Be safe out there and happy hunting. We hope you enjoyed the music on today's episode. Most of our selections, including our show's theme song, Somewhere in the Dark, are used by permission of the composer, Holizna Radio, who can be supported on Patreon. Full listings and links can be found at our show notes and at namelessmonsters.podbean.com. Minigar is like, ah, it, it doesn't have a tongue, so yeah, it can't he lets talk. out a hiss like that. Did not come across this word. <laughs> if you hiss, uh, <laughs> but it'll be in there. Ooh, that was really good. That's scary. Oh, that was such a it great was hiss. really, it was pretty good. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, neither audacity nor oh, discord no. picked oh, it no. up, and I'm very sad. Audacity Everybody just it? hiss, and then Heather will edit in. No, uh, I guess you didn't get it because I have noise removal. Okay, I'll try to hiss and then we can edit it in. Are you guys ready? Ready. <laughs>